Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. I don't know what they call you, but they call us the Forbidden Love Rugby Podcast. I'm Reese, and I am joined this evening by Mikey. How are you doing, bud? Oh, I've been better, but I've been worse. Yeah, it goes for us both, I think. It's, mm. uh, there's there's a few different lurgies going around, isn't it? Yeah, uh, we've both been the beneficiary of catching said uh, plural lurgies. Aye. Uh, did you uh, did it pretty good action for the weekend? Or uh... off? Uh, well, up, up to a point, I was uh, uh, flat out from Friday evening. Sort yeah. of missed most of the uh, New Zealand and Italy game. Oh, and, you uh, missed a oh, close one. <laughs> oh, so I seen at the end. I woke up with about two minutes to go. Yeah. Uh, sort of, I, I come out of out of unconsciousness for sort of mere, mere patches and I did CRD severe breaking up and after that I just fell back to sleep did you then, think the scoreline was like a fever induced dream I, I, or? I thought it was for a minute but then I came around a bit to sort of Saturday afternoon sort of like Google a few uh, results and uh, no it wasn't in fact yeah, it's staggering. Pro- probably the most disappointing result so far but like yeah, there's been, there's been some big scores like, but uh, that one I think takes the biscuit more than the others I think all Ian Foster had to do last week was say, lads, the rugby world seriously thinks Italy can beat us. <laughs> yeah. And the squad collectively yeah. just went, we'll show them. <laughs> right, we know yeah. what we got to do. In, uh, in, shorter, in shorter words, no less. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, uh, I was down in the, the Y Valley stroke Simmons Yacht neck oh, of the woods. Right. Uh, at his 60th birthday, at which I was designated cocktail waiter for the weekend. Was you? Uh, so I was... Shake and busted. However you want it, but... <laughs> so I was I was churning him out. But it, it did mean I, I did miss some of the action. So um, in particular, I, I missed the Wales women's warm-up game against the USA. Right. Um, I, I tried watching it. Some of, some of that, the patches looked really good, to be fair. Yeah, uh, so that I, I had as much as I could on YouTube, but we were out on a bit of a walk. Uh, but yeah, the signal wasn't great in that way, in that way valley. So uh, yeah, mm. uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, well, we got back yesterday, and yeah, I've just done unpacking and relaxing basically. Oh, good stuff. I think uh, you definitely need a bit of that. Like, yeah. Um, so before we get started, we should quickly do the admin. If you want to get in touch with us, we're on Twitter. We are at FL Rugby Pod. I'm at RJJ Blue and Black. He's at Mikey S. Harris. And on the email, we are forbiddenloverugby at gmail.com. And if you want to try and get in touch with the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Enigmatic. Enigmatic. Member of our trio. He's at Eddie Rugby, E double D double Y. We've got a bit of an impromptu squad pod today. <laughs> Gatlin's got a habit of naming squads early, and uh, well, this time he's gone three days early. It's pretty early, like, isn't it? I mean, do you think is this sort of like necessary to be this early? Like, there's it's quite a surprising squad, I thought. Like, for given given the fixture and given what Joe Worsley have said as well. Well, we were gonna do tonight. As a prediction, weren't we? Hmm. And sort of over the last few days, our, our our sort of way of thinking has shifted from uh, rest the stars to okay, maybe start some of the stars. Yeah, sort of a fifty-fifty kind of like yeah. yeah. Um, and it, I I would think really when when I got the message through about the actual squad announcement. Part of me was about to write the third revision of my squad. <laughs> and I, I, that is easy to say this in hindsight, but I don't think it would have been far off this. Yeah, I think what we sort of discussed initially and sort of like you know, how we sort of spoke sort of uh, about a sort of a, a, a fuller fizzed squad, mm. then uh, yeah, I think um, it's, it's not far off. Like I think um, between, between us, I think we would have been all right. I think sort of like look particularly at the second row with um, uh Will Rowlands and uh, uh, Dav Jenkins. Hmm. Uh, I, don't, I don't see that as a bad option, like, but uh, I do see Will Rowlands making way for Christ uh, Chunza yeah. on the hour mark, if not before. Yeah, no, I can see that as well. Um, maybe it's probably best to talk about, yeah. in the first instance, who we think is definitely rested. And for my money, that's Elias Beard, Jack Morgan, Dan Bigger, and Josh Adams. Yeah. Um, definitely, definitely rested for the for the benefit of um, of the quarters. I think so. Uh, it's it's um, funny though, isn't it? Uh, like if you'd have asked me a couple of days ago who's 
who would be the great <laughs> who would be the greater loss through injury, Rollins or Beard? I'd probably have said Rollins, but after the um, yeah. Australia game, I don't know if I've shifted a bit on that. Well, uh, it was there was a lot of chat around sort of the uh, the connection between Elias and Beard, and that really came to the fore in um, mm. in the Australia game. And uh, it's, it's not something I've really focused on. Mm-hmm. It's more sort of been sort of like you know demisfunctioning line out and uh, what's not happening as opposed to what is happening. Maybe mm. we should have had a look at maybe what was the positive in a in a in something that wasn't necessarily looking looking too good and and obviously sort of Jonathan Thompson has done a lot of work with it and yeah yeah obviously Jonathan maybe Jonathan Humphries has had a had a hand in as well like yeah no I can see that and it, it um that's a good point Dash I, I hadn't really twigged there that obviously like I've I've written these notes so I know that Elias and Beard aren't playing but yeah I I hadn't twigged until you'd said that that um that's yeah quite a fundamental partnership within that line out there so it'll be really interesting to see how we go in that uh, facet of play on the weekend right yeah um so yeah coming on to jack morgan i mean he's been due a week off since oh, of uh, course. yeah <laughs> since round two really isn't he so uh and he's not going to enjoy it he's going to no. want to be out there like he's a he's a, he's a tenacious character he is like sort of you know if you if you, had, if you could play every minute of every game oh he'd be there i think we've seen that already in a tournament like you know, yeah. when he wasn't he was doing a, fit, a session before the Portugal game, and he called up at the last minute. Like, I, I feel like that um, that fitness session is going to be something we talk about for about ten years. <laughs> you know, you know, like we talk about the warped and red card. You know, we oh, talk about Dan Lady yeah. at ice in his was it his knee or his ankle um, during the twenty eleven World Cup. He had to keep icing it like every two hours during the night, and he had to keep waking up, going back to bed, waking up, going back to bed. Yeah, it's going to go down in that sort of I level of folklore. Oh, definitely. I think. Folk, de- folklore, definitely. Yeah. Then a bigger, that's a fair one. I mean, he's got a pec strain. Um, yeah. I, I've i got every faith in Anscombe's start and gives him a bit more game time. Yeah. And, uh, and, he, and he looked good when he came off the bench for bigger, like for that hour where he hasn't, where he hasn't had a hell of a lot of game time. Yeah. And I, th- I think similar to uh, Falato, though, those boys, they, they, they are invaluable players bro so they need they need the game time yeah and my... listening and listening to oh sorry go on no you're okay you're okay i need to cough anyway <laughs> so listening to josh navidi on um scrum five podcast uh identifying that navidi uh sorry um falata is a, is a player who gets better with game time and mm. uh i think he's showing that like he'd, uh, he's in a rolling bubble at now i think uh I think we want to we want to see him start boiling now, sort of like in the quarterfinal, and then sort of whatever happens after that happens. It's only one game, then after to the to the to the final, like yeah, and and, and, day, some, and, and day we dream. So yeah, I mean, so, something that's <laughs> dawned on me only in recent weeks is uh, we actually got to the semi final in 2019 without Falato playing that entire yes. tournament, which seems unreal to say. Yeah. Um, and, you look look at the the team of 2019, and I mean even a bit further back 2015, like you know, and to look even further back maybe 2011, yeah, maybe some 15 and, and 19, like they, you know, there's some proper legends like Jonathan Davis, Jamie Roberts, mm. Sam Auburn, Dan Liddit in his pomp, Navidi was playing. Sort of there's been good players, but then <laughs> I'm not sure if players right now have got that kind of star quality they had then but obviously by 2027 they're going to be up there with them with obviously that sort of 50 caps under his belt like um jack morgan and the like will have like it's interesting is it because like if you look through world cup teams of the week you'd yeah you, you'd argue that we are going under the radar a bit but i think mm, definitely it, it sort of speaks to we seem to be functioning as a unit without too many standout stars, which ain't yeah. a bad place to be in because no, of course, yeah. I feel like how what's the nicest way to put this? Like if one of our frontline players were to have to leave the tournament, I think it's probably an easier role for somebody else to slit in slot slot into in the system. Yeah. You, you don't need you're not necessarily trying to replace a superstar. I mean there's a couple of them dotted about. Yeah. <laughs> My only sort of concern would be would be twelve, because like we see what Nick Tomkins can do, and mm. this is a liberating session, like it has been before. 
like you know we've we've seen how well Nick Tompkins and George North work together. Yeah, we haven't seen how an other twelve works with George North. We haven't necessarily seen how Johnny Williams would work with him, and that would concern me a little bit in the latter stages, sort of quarterfinals onwards. If Wales were lucky to get that far, yeah. So uh, you know, past obviously Wales are in the quarterfinals, sort of looking more towards the semi-final. And how is that dynamic going to work? Obviously, they've run it in training, probably no end of times, but yeah, training doesn't replicate a game. Yeah, and I mean, flip side of that, then almost is I really want to see how Grady runs off Tompkins, yeah. oh, definitely. top passes. Yeah. Because there's there's probably more life in a in a Tompkins and Grady partnership, yeah, than there is in a Tompkins and North. Not not um, George North is still relatively young, yeah, but he's he took hundred caps to work out he was an outside sender rather than a winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there were a few caps in the wilderness, weren't there, between his pomp on the wing, yeah, and his sort of resurgence in the center for sure. And yeah, so maybe I'll... that maybe that shift should have been made a little bit earlier. Yeah, resurgence is definitely the right word to use there, I think. Definitely, yeah. I guess the other thing is, though, like, say we'd moved north to outside centre a little earlier and it hadn't worked, mm. maybe we'd have confined that idea to the bin by now. Yeah. And it's, it's, I suppose it's, it's like a bit of succession planning. You always see sort of players move in from the the the, 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 the sort of like the, the savannah of the wing, then call it. <laughs> hmm. Like, Tanner Amaga moved in. He started, like, from the wing. Yeah, move to inside outside centre, then move to inside centre. I'm not saying George North could make the move to inside centre. Maybe he could, but like in the initial Gatland era, where George North did come in occasionally to cover Jonathan Davis, I think sort of moving them, the both of them in from four, like fourteen and thirteen to thirteen and twelve. Yeah, just to sort of like as players naturally make that progression and sort of like you know giving giving Jamie Roberts a bit of a bit of a break with. With that, like, or players, I, I see players like that move in rather than try and push them out, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. And I think finally, then, um, of the players who look like they're being rested, I, Adams makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, he's almost like the heartbeat of the back three right now. Yeah. Um, he's, he's making it tick, isn't he? Yeah. I feel like the rest are like Zamit, Dyer, and Williams. Halfpenny, I guess we haven't seen a lot of him. Well, have, have been relatively quiet compared to Josh. Yeah, he's been making making things happen, like hasn't he? And you know, uh, Zaman have tried, but uh, there's probably yeah. a lot of eyes on him and a lot of focus put on him when he's got the ball. Yeah, and I think Adams is bringing the psych, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, he's uh, for a, whatever more age appropriate term. But yeah, he's <laughs> he's uh, he's one hundred percent bringing the uh, bringing the energy in the backs. I think um, if if we go into the players who are lucky enough to be playing, and let's, I mean we we've sort of talked about the back three briefly there, but let's let's continue on that in that vein. Uh, so we have got Liam Williams, Rio Dyer, and Louis Reesamet. You could argue with a first choice ish pack and half backs and centers, those three could shine though. Yeah, definitely. Like uh, Rio's not slouch, and he's certainly sort of a. Uh, you got a bit of power behind him when he's going forward, mm. and he proved that when uh, was in the pre the pre tournament warm ups when he uh, sort of bit of a shoulder, bit of an elbow to the face of. Uh, oh, I can't remember who he was now, but uh, yeah, I think given opportunity, he can sort of maybe break off a tackle and yeah. maybe pull away, but and uh, which is, I suppose, in a, in a vein similar to what Josh Adams can do, like. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like to see quite a bit from Liam Williams this weekend. Yeah, he's he's, he's there for him, like isn't it? To sort of broken field play, if if what Joe Wesley have said is right with uh, the Georgian second and seconds and thirds, yeah, being put out, then uh, there's going to be opportunities to sort of break the line, kind of thing from from deep. Yeah, it's, it, it it was they they really were interesting comments. Those, um, it, you know, it it kind of reminds me. In one way, not I, I, not in the. I'm gonna be careful I phrase this because people are gonna get the wrong idea. Um, <laughs> so the way Joe Worsley is acting there sort of reminds yeah. me a bit of how Eddie Jones was acting immediately before the Australia game. Now, what I mean is, in the pre-match interviews and when he was wandering around the pitch talking to the Welsh coaches, he was being very sort of friendly, shaking hands. Yeah. You don't see that, and I feel like he was getting sort of 
onside early because he knew the backlash Bobby. he was going to face after the game. Yeah. So I'm wondering now with Worsley, is he just, is it expectation manager? And is he like, okay, we're going to give it our all, but <laughs> it is what it is. Like, yeah, in the... there's, there's, there might be a background coming. It's been, you know, it's the end of a long tournament yeah. for Georgia. And I think sort of the, to, to coin the phrase, the second tier nations, some of them don't deserve our title the way they've been playing, particularly mm. like with Uruguay and, um, and Georgia and, and Chile oh. and Portugal, of course. Yeah, yeah. Port- Portugal have been my, uh, my second team, I think. Oh, definitely, year. of course. Like, uh, their offloading game has just been... Yeah. Something, something to behold in, in a tournament where like then players are on the, on the world stage to be picked up by teams in France. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Short commute, right? Um, yeah, like, I mean, that, that Fiji-Georgia game... Georgia are going to be pretty devastated if only come away with that with a losing bonus point, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, they had Fiji pretty rattled, I thought. It, in, in, in part from what, I, what I've seen of it between sort of... Uh, but that, that was... that was but, oh, I, I missed that one. Did I miss that one? I might have missed that one. Oh, only you <laughs> can answer that question. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. The, yeah Portugal, Australia. I, I thought for a minute Portugal might do it, like when they scored that try early doors as well. But... Uh, yeah. Anyway, back back to the rugby match next week. Um, <laughs> centers, same again as we as we alluded to. Tompkins yep. and North. I think we could have been tempted to call this uh, continuity. Get them poor in. Yeah, yeah. Particularly before this is a. a I don't want to. You don't want to sort of write George off and say it's a dummy run, but it's a good opportunity to get to get them rolling, like you said. Yeah, and I mean, as it stands. It's Argentina, but it's a straight shootout, isn't it? Japan, Argentina. Yeah. Which is going to be an amazing game to watch, I think. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, quite, it's like the, again, sort of teams who don't play each other regular enough, maybe. And mm. uh, they're both going to be gunning for it. Like, and Argentina sort of didn't, haven't looked so, didn't look so great in the first game. And uh, they probably want to make up for that and see this as their opportunity. Yeah. You, you could argue, actually, that those two have been quite disappointed in this World Cup, Japan yeah, and Argentina. Yeah. Oh man, what are we getting? Sorry, what 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 are we getting? Sorry, I've, I've, I'm just looking yeah, yeah. at the fixtures. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, Thursday, hang on, do, do, do. yeah, Thursday, bit of a palate cleanser, New Zealand, Uruguay, I'll be fine, don't worry about that. Palate cleanser. Yeah. <laughs> Friday, France, Italy. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, things could happen. Things aren't going to happen, but things could <laughs> things happen. Could happen. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday, Wales, Georgia, vested interest. We like watching Wales play yeah. rugby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, England, Samoa. Yeah, England will be fine there. Uh, but here we go. This is where it starts getting interesting. Ireland, Scotland. Saturday yes. night. Can't wait for that. Is that the eight o'clock kickoff? That's the eight o'clock kickoff. Oh, no, then. Uh, no, then, indeed. And then uh, Sunday, he might still be in bed midday, Japan, Argentina. <laughs> oh, no chance of this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. On daddy duties again, yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, it sort of fizzles out a bit after that. you got Tonga, Romania. And, well, I suppose Fiji to, to round out their pool stages. have got Portugal to finish things off. Yeah. Oh, actually, Portugal will be quite... Uh, I think they want to, maybe want to finish on high, maybe. Well, up for spoiling the party as well, because I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm all I'm all in on Fiji, but if Portugal win and Australia win, no, no, yeah. Australia have played all games. Sorry, if Portugal keep Fiji from scoring a point, yes, this, is the connotation is haven't they got to come within seven or something, or be beaten by seven or more? No, than no, seven? no, no. So as it stands, Australia are on eleven points, Fiji are on ten. So all Fiji need to do is get a losing bonus point. And they're through by oh, dint right. of having beaten Australia. So yeah, if right. Portugal get if Portugal win and Fiji don't get any losing bonus points, Fiji are out. <laughs> Pussy is wide open. Could potentially be wide open by Sunday night. Honestly, man, like below the top seeds, Pool C and Pool D have been pretty hard to call. Yeah, which has been—I suppose that's what you want. Like, yeah, you want the, the the drama which sport brings. Mm. Where you know, you've, you've got them to coin it again, tier two nations upset in the perceived apple cart. Yeah, with and then that's what a World Cup should do. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, 
Right, sorry. So we've uh, we've done continuity par- partnership there. Uh, we're on to the halfbacks, uh, Thomas Williams and Gareth Anscombe. Uh, so Alex King today saying it was load management mostly for Gareth Davis. Um, probably probably good to give Thomas Williams a start, lining up with his old uh, Cardiff teammate there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's a good opportunity for Thomas Williams to get some get a start in. Yeah. Get some get some time under his belt. The which you know, he's been playing second to Gareth Davis a lot, like any. So um yeah. It's uh, gonna be good for him. And like I said, there's that connection with Anscombe as well from I nearly said blues days, but I didn't. You got the bell? Got the bell. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, um, yeah, it'll be exciting, and similarly with with uh, Gareth Hanscom getting some time under his belt as well. Yeah, um, I've said this a few times in the podcast. I'm still waiting for Thomas Williams to have his defining yeah. Welsh rugby season, like on an international level. Yeah, he's had a, a lot of um, a lot of good spouts for for Cardiff. Yeah, and um, yeah, when, when that day comes, it's going to give Gats and the coaching team one massive headache. Yeah, yeah. He's getting on a bit now. He's, he's sort of late 20s. Um, like, because, yeah, you look, if when, when we look back on Gareth Davis's career, we will think about the 2019 and the 2015, and actually this Rugby World Cup as well. When we look back at Thomas's Williams, Thomas Williams's career, it'll just be sort of steady, I think. Yeah, yeah. Steady as he goes, and mm. uh, which I suppose consistency is the aim of the game. Yeah, like I can't, I can't remember him having any like absolute howlers. No, and he's had some some good moments where, like, you know, his his basketball playing mm-hmm. days have come into it, where he's sort of the one hand sort of dummies and stuff like that. Like, and looking a bit sharper in them times, like, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and then the narrative around Garth Davis will be like the, the peaks at World Cup and yeah, the World Cups, and that's mm-hmm. where you want to be peaking between. I'm not saying you want to have dire a dire four years between World Cups, like, but uh, yeah. you certainly want to grow to a, to the to the showpiece. Yeah, totally. Uh, right there, Mikey, your favourite bit of the uh, of the field, the front row. Ooh, lo- lovely. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> so Gareth Thomas and uh, Tom Francis keeping their places with uh, Dewey Lake given a chance at hooker yeah, and captain yeah. to prove himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking looking forward to seeing this. He's um. Been sort of like pushed out by by uh, Elias and Elliot D, which, mm. which which is great for them. Pay particularly Elliot D, who's maybe sort of tagged himself as the as the bench warmer to come mm. on for for twenty minutes. But like, but what a job he's been doing for that twenty minutes. Yeah, and and Elias has sort of pushed himself to the front, and I have given him a bit of an unfair rap, maybe. But that game against Australia will be forever in my memory. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty glaring, wasn't it? Bless him. Yeah, but um, to be fair, like you know, he's he's obviously responded well to the coaching and uh, and and what Gats wants. Like so, uh, and it's been interesting to see um, an all Ospreys front row as well to see how that goes. Yeah, it's it's almost a shame actually that uh, Lake won't be throwing to Beard being lifted by Thomas and Francis. Yeah. Um, to see yeah. that goes, yeah, because is 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 that something like you know looking more into like the the set piece dynamic? Is that obviously sort of as its merits with the Ospreys? How how far does that reach up the, the pole for for Wales? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I see that, and we we did sort of talk in the week about how we'd like to see Lake have a go in like a what is essentially a first choice pack. Yeah, um, and I guess yeah, with the exceptions of Dav Jenkins and uh, Tommy Raffle, this this is a first choice pack, like yeah. So he's yeah. he's gonna have his opportunities with with Rollins, yeah. with um, Wainwright, well, yeah, with Falato Falato. jumping, yeah. and Dav Jenkins, of course. Yeah, and I mean, like I think we said it before, but like some strong props would be throwing Jenkins up quite high if he's got a good jump in. Oh him. yeah, he's got, he seems to have some good spring, like doesn't he? So uh, yeah. Looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, so on to the locks. And yeah, as we say, Will Rollins and Dav Jenkins. Um, yeah, probably the right two, I think. I think it's time to yeah. give Dav a, Dav a bash. Yeah. And then, and sorry, go on. I was going to say, sort of uh, looking to the cover, I think um, Chunza will be uh, 
coming on for Rollins, I think, around mm. about the hour mark, if not 50 minutes, to make sure Rollins can be uh, wrapped in a suitable amount of cotton wool before <laughs> yeah, before the, the latter stages. I think you're right there. Um, finally, then, the back row. Uh, I think this probably maintains his balance quite well because you are bringing in a seven for a seven here. It, two different types of sevens, though. Yeah. Uh, Tom Ureffel is more over the ball. We, we've seen Jack Morgan being an absolute all-rounder. He does he does a lot. He's running, he's carrying, he's tackling, he's jacking, and he's kicking. More notably, he's kicking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, it doesn't just seem to be accidental sort of off-the-cuff no, kicks. It's almost like it's part of Wales' yeah. game plan now. <laughs> give it a jack. Give it a jack. Don't give yeah. it a calf. Give it a jack. Do, do, so I, I'm of the impression that this change um, raffle for Morgan is more to do with resting Morgan than there is yeah, I think so. a, a perceived weakness at the breakdown oh, of definitely. Georgia. Yeah. But yeah, like it's if it's a good uh, it's a good chance, I think, for Raffle to Oh definitely. To and to not that you want to sing, speak negatively of, of selection, like, but yeah. it's a good chance for him to secure his place on the bench. Call a spade a spade, like in it. <laughs> well, talking about the bench, Mikey. Mm, um, segue. Yeah, segue indeed. <laughs> We have got Elliot D, Nicky Smith, and Henry Thomas. I think the big talking point there is Nicky Smith, which I'm happy yeah. to see. Yeah, absolutely. Same here. Yeah. Um, it's like even in the warm ups, uh, Henry Thomas and Nicky Smith seem to work really well, particularly with with D coming on as a strong scrummaging uh, unit for the for the second half. Like, yeah. It's 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 almost like we've identified a weakness in Georgia in, in the set piece somehow, which is you wouldn't have said that. Sort no, of heck, no, do do four or five years ago. Look, it looks like we're going there to to smash them up front, like almost. Yeah, and again, uh, like you know that time when uh, England invited Georgia over for a training session, mm. and they absolutely turned them over, yeah, turned them upside down and inside out in yeah. this in scrum practice. Yeah. Um, uh, let's have a look then. See so, yeah, how we've spoken about Shins are coming on. We reckon he'll be ending the game with uh, Dav Jenkins in the boiler house. Yeah. Um, Basham, I guess, yeah, if you rest in Morgan, it was, it was a toss up between Basham and Lydia for the yeah. final back row and, spot. And, and again, Basham's been that, that, that bench guy to come on, and he's done it for for a full 15, a full, a full noise 15, and for the perceived. Second, 15, if that's what we want to coin it, maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, and finally then, I guess, Gareth Davis was always going to be on the bench yeah. if Williams was starting. Yeah. Um, cost I'm, a lot. Yeah. I'm still waiting. Sorry, I'm still waiting for him to play ninth. I, I, it's it's going to happen <laughs> by the end of it somewhere. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe, maybe this is the week. Maybe this is the week. Gareth Davis comes on. He gets yellow carded. <laughs> Costello shifts across, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Don't know. That'll, that'll be it. Who's feeding the scrums when our replacement scrum half gets a yellow card? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. 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 This, this is the podcast that's thinking outside the box. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, finally, that Mason Grady. I, like, this is almost certainly going to be Grady on for North at some point. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm quite excited to see what damage he and Tompkins can do as a centre partnership. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's going to be a straight swap. Tell me more. It's, mm, I could see George moving to the wing in place of Zamet, and then Grady coming into the 13 jersey. Oh, uh, okay. So give keep, give keep George. George. Yeah, keep Jorth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> can we can we refer to George North as Jorth from now? Yeah, let's Jorth, just do it. Jorth, it is. Jorth. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, I think it's probably more for in the same vein as Will Rowland, sort of keeping him away from any potential, giving Zamet away from any potential. Not that we can risk Rio, but uh-huh. there's other options, of course. Um, but yeah, I think that would be good for for Grady having George North outside him and Nick Tompkins inside him. Uh, to um, make sure that he gives a good account of himself in that fixture. Yeah. Um, in the background just then, Mikey, I've been doing some research. 
And mm. have you ever watched? This is going to be the segue, the best segue we've ever done. Just <laughs> buckle, buckle yourself in. <laughs> when we were saying Jove just then, something in the back of my mind was going, I know that word. Yeah. Have you ever seen the TV show Jury Duty? No. So it's a semi reality TV show in which only one person isn't an actor. And the premise oh, right. is this they're all called up to do jury service in America. It would be it, America. Yeah. And it's it's a crazy case, but only one of the people is just a member of the public. Everybody else is acting and just acting crazy and like things keep going more and more and more wrong. Yeah. And in one of the scenes, basically they get um sequestered, which means they're not allowed to go home. They have to stay in a hotel and they have, <laughs> and they have to be sort of followed around by like guards everywhere they go. Right. And one guy, for some reason, is wearing a T-shirt that says Jorf on it, J-O-R-F. All right. And in this show, it turns out, in the in that universe, Jorf is a word that fellow racists would use. Is it? <laughs> to identify <gasps> no. another sort of right-wing extreme racist. Oh, can we apologise yeah, to everyone so, in the Forbidden Love Rugby because, podcast? You, you know, it's like when, when we're... Um, when we're naming the podcast, sometimes it'll just be a silly word or phrase that we've said doing that. And I was like, yeah, maybe we'll call this one Jaw. And then I thought, yeah. I'd better check. Yeah, better then, idea. Yeah. So, yeah, nah. We we, we, we take it back. <laughs> we, we won't be calling George North. Apologies. Yeah. We, he's Mr. North. Yes. Wes. Quite right. Uh, right. Anyway, now that that's clear enough. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> We've got uh, we've got five minutes before we go on a little break, so um, let, let's have a, a quick word to the people who aren't featuring this weekend. Then uh, in the front row, Domachowski and Lewis. I don't see either of those getting much more time this World Cup. No, no, uh, shame really. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what would happen as well in the in the uh, if if there was an injury to any of the front row players, if they called somebody up and they got parachuted straight in, maybe? I don't think so. Not at this late stage. I think they know the crack too much. They know the the, the platform, the set piece, the plays. It would be difficult to bring someone else up to speed, I think, mm-hmm. in that circumstance. So like, I was thinking about this with the 12 jersey as well. Like, I, I suppose there's, there's less cover there. Like, if, if either either um, Tompkins or Johnny Williams was to go down, maybe there's scope there to bring... And another 12 in who that 12 is jury's out yeah yeah the jury uh, <laughs> there's a lot of age on the bench you got half penny and lydia not on the bench uh not selected half penny and lydia are uh yeah i mean i think we saw that come in those boys yeah, are for yeah. experience in training i would have thought and yeah, yeah. and sort of t- t- taking the 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 lighter games, like in it, the games where you need to rest other players. It's like mm. it's like they've taken a smaller squad, the squad a squad of maybe twenty five, but had the luxury of having seven old chaps to just boost the numbers to for the for the for the, for the greater good. Yeah, and finally, then uh, Johnny Williams. I think of that bunch, she's probably the closest to getting into the team. Yeah. Um, part of me figured this might have been a game where we saw him. Yeah. Especially just give him some game time because, yeah, he didn't yeah. do much before the World Cup. Nope. Um, and a lot of calls, a lot of the big calls, for example, Falato um, and Anscombe have been mm. made based on the fact they didn't get a lot of time beforehand. So a little bit yeah. surprised at that, but I'm not going to argue. Yeah. I suppose there's that issue of sort of like, you know, some players have the credit in the bank and. Mm. I've, I've got through on on that merit alone, like which, as supporters and rugby watchers, we can't really argue with. Yeah, but I, I guess I worry now that you know if if Tompkins does go down, yeah, um, and he is ruled out of some subsequent games here, how practiced is Johnny Williams going to have been? Yeah, but uh... to, to 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 let George North. To what he's been doing, mm. and it's the George North we've been wanting to see at thirteen forever, yeah. Yeah. breaking the line and steaming ahead, and then be it offloading or powering his way through to scoring another sticks. Yeah, 
yeah, maybe we'd end up seeing uh, North playing a little bit off fly half rather than centre, maybe. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's riskier because it's, it's sort of more telegraphed, then, isn't it? Like if you if you see North yeah. lining up outside it's, ten, it's like okay, well here he comes. You could almost spot defend it. Yeah, exactly. Right then, everybody, we're going to take a little quick break there, and we'll be back after that to talk about uh, Wales women and then well just to wrap things up as well I think so uh, we'll catch you in a bit alright welcome back everybody um, so yeah we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, well what world rugby are calling the world 15s or is it I, I, do you know what I still don't actually know what the W stands for I've been trying to find out yeah, it's probably alluded to like maybe world the whole women's. Yeah, um, but yeah, this sort of ties in with it. It just seems like a bit of a a daft attempt at a World Cup style thing. Yeah, uh, well, just just, just it, sometimes I think too many people try and overcomplicate things. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> You know, bread and cheese. Keep it simple. Not saying keep it bland, but just keep mm. it simple. Yeah. Um. So from what I can gather, it's the first edition of WXV. Um, <laughs> and the first issue of it is it overlaps with the Men's World Cup, right? <laughs> yeah, and the Six Nations worked so well yeah. with the Women's Six Nations in a window of its own. Yeah, where that needs now to stay. Definitely. Um, so I, I was chatting with the people I was with over the weekend, and yeah, it just seems silly that like this runs from the 13th of October to the 4th of November, which is, you know, there's, there's only one weekend there which doesn't overlap Yeah, with, with the World Cup. Um, so there are one, two, three divisions of six teams. Right. WXV1. WXC two, WXC three, um, and every team in every division plays three of the five other teams in division. So you don't play them all. Oh, this is back in bloody European Challenge Cup territory. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Um, so let let me run you through the teams here. So WXC one, uh, in in order of seeding. England, New Zealand, France, Canada, Australia, Wales. Uh, so yeah, okay. good good to see Wales yep. there uh, amongst some serious mm. serious yep. opposition there. Uh, WXV two, the US, Italy, Scotland, Japan, South Africa, Samoa, mm. and then WX three, it's Ireland, Spain, Kazakhstan, Fiji, Kenya, and Colombia. All right, some interesting. Names there. Yeah, I was, I was going to say it's, it's, it's quite w- wide-ranging and, and fair played with, like. Yeah, now, speaking of wide-ranging, this doesn't all happen in the same country. You what? WXV1 is happening in New Zealand. Right. WXV2, I believe, is happening in South Africa. Let me check that. Yep. And WXV3 is happening in the UAE. Now, I was I was just about to ask a, a rather silly question. Was this an issue of logistics? But no, they've got Wales in New Zealand. So, <laughs> yes. Like, you know, do you get further? I don't know. Um, yeah, it's... Um, ooh, yeah, nah. Um, World Rugby have a World Cup format. Yeah. Stick to it. I, I think the other thing that's... <laughs> that I find weird about this is I can sort of see what they're trying to do, right? They're, they're trying to make this... They, they, they're trying to get a whole bunch of interest from a whole bunch of countries. Oh, but yeah. I think you're going to lose the festival of rugby feeling. Yeah. I think you you, you got a point there, yeah. That like, you know, I mean, take Japan and, and the Rugby World Cup in 2019, for example. Mm. What a... What a festival of rugby that was like, and, and everyone says it's been the best World Cup so far, the most well organised, and Japan really took a hold of it mm. and and run with it. And I think other countries could take that lead with Japan through yeah. absolutely everything they had in it to make it 
the, the, the best it could ever be. Yeah. And um, by, by, yeah, by, by spreading out all over the world, yeah, there's an element of engagement with it, but focus surely should be the name of the game. Yeah. Now, in the inaugural season, there's no relegation and promotion between WXV 1 and 2, but thereafter there will be. Uh, but interestingly, this season, uh, the bottom-placed team in 2 will play off against the top-placed team in 3 for promotion relegation. Um, and then the bottom place team in three are in a relegation playoff with a team who hasn't made it, essentially. Yeah, which which is, is good to see because it's kind of what we want to see in the Six Nations, essentially. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, see... it's certainly what some people want to see for sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I personally think there's better ways to do it, but mm, yeah, yeah I mean, if you're going to start off doing it this way, then... Yeah, maybe maybe the problem doesn't isn't the same. Um, so yeah, having said all that, uh, Wales will be facing uh, Canada first on the twenty first of October, followed by New Zealand on the twenty eighth, and then finally Australia on the third of November. Uh, yeah, so I mean, we, we're avoiding the red, yeah avoiding the red roses for a start, which is <laughs> well, I don't think it gets any, any any less tough with Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. I mean, New Zealand are World Cup finalists too. Yep. And I mean, Canada have always been, yeah, and still recently, setup. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it feels good to be amongst such company. Oh, definitely, yeah. And you know, this this result over the weekend, I think it was was it 38, uh, 38 13. Yeah, over, um, over the US, we're in tier two. Sort of suggests to me that we we are worthy of that place in that top oh, tier. Oh, definitely. And I managed to catch a bit uh, a bit of that game. And um, to be fair, they played really well. Like, mm. um, uh, and and it was a it was a dominant game. They dominated up front, and uh, you know we we waxed wax lyrical about uh, Salila to a blot, who like, but um, you know she's nailing her, making herself sort of um, indispensable in that team, uh, along with sort of a lot of other players. Like, but um, and they looked a, a really in in, part, in 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 bits of it, it was like complete performances going on in in, in parts of it. And the whole of it was a, was a great encounter in itself. Wales women played really well, but there was part of it which were like you could see they were grafting towards something. Like you know, there was efforts being being put into the formations and stuff like that. Like, and it was really good to see. Yeah, I think one of the encouraging things for me was um, like the US had their purple patches. Um, yeah, towards the end of the first half from what I was able to watch on my phone in dodgy signal land. Um, it looked like the US was sort of dead and buried, but they did come back into it. And I thought Wales weathered that storm really well. And I think that probably shouldn't, like I said, that whether, being able to weather the storm is uh, truly shows a team of who belong in that upper category. Yeah. So um, we'll we'll follow this with interest. Um, I'm just taking a look at the days our games are on. Let me get, I didn't expect I have to get a calendar up for this. Uh, so we've got one Saturday game, two Saturday games. Yeah, two Saturdays and a Friday. So that's all right. Not bad. Um, I'm sure I'll be sat down watching the uh, the Men's World Cup as well. So uh, do dual screen viewing. Well, I was thinking, what are the outlets uh, for the women's XV? Uh, no, we've or spoken, the WXV even. Well, no, we've spoken about this, haven't we? Um, mm. There was a bit of a controversy i suppose uh, yeah there was a point a few weeks ago where they almost weren't able to give the um give the rights away yeah um but it does seem now i think if i recall correctly uh s4c will be getting the rights yeah i think to the to the to the wheels games at least isn't it yeah uh, you did pop this in the thread the other day didn't you I pop a lot of things in the thread. <laughs> let me let me quickly check because yeah, we we were there was quite a lot of talk over the last few uh, over the last couple of weeks just about how little interest there was in broadcasters uh, to to have this. And and you've got to wonder why that would be because because of the success of the Six Nations in its own window, and not yeah. not just for the viewing figures, but for people who actually getting out and being able to and going to watch the games. Yeah. Um, like we've said before, like having it at the same time as as 
surely for the for the wider tournament, yeah, have it all going on at the same time, great. But for it to have its own place is exactly where it needs to be. Yeah, definitely. Um, right. I so I've just Googled WXV World Rugby broadcast rights. Nothing. No way. <laughs> just nothing. Nothing from after August the twenty fifth. So uh yes, if anyone is listening and, and knows the answer, uh please let us know. Because mm. uh yeah, it's it's pretty you know, if, if you went to Google and you typed in where can I watch the Six Nations, you yeah. would be given an answer. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, v- various uh television channels in, in various countries. Yeah, so it's uh yeah, pretty rough actually that uh well, we don't. Oh, here we go. Yes. So, I have only been able to find this on Twitter um, via at ke sands. That's Katie sands. Um, so, S will see as of the 29th of September. We're in talks with World Rugby to show Wales games. Rugby Pass will live stream every game, but right. I know sometimes with Rugby Pass it doesn't work in the UK, doesn't it? No, unless you've got a VPN. Uh, ah, right. Because wasn't it the case that Rugby Pass used to show like literally everything, basically? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think those days are dead. Um, the Times are saying ITVX will stream six games. Yeah. Six. Yeah. In a That's tournament with... Six teams in one pool. 18 yeah. teams, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and World Rugby is saying the UK broadcast details will be confirmed in due course. Well, oh. to, for my money, this this is due course because the first yes, game is in eighteen days. <laughs> so, how much more due course do they want? Like, we're not helping ourselves, are we? No, and um, it, women's rugby is 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 more in the spot. <laughs> women's sport in general yep. is is becoming more and more in the spotlight. And uh, I think we've probably mentioned it before in the pod. Um, there's some football teams now who've put uh, the women's teams on equal equal pay footing as as the men's teams. Yeah. Which wh- why there's a difference? No one knows. We 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 don't know. There's there are obviously reasons, but they sh- it, it should always have been the same. They're doing the same thing for the same badge. Yeah. In the same environment. Yeah. Well said, mate. Um, going back briefly to George, and then before we start to wrap this episode up, how do you see it going? Hmm. I want to see a hundred points. <laughs> so whether it's forty-eight, fifty-two, something like that, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it could well be. I mean, like you know, George's second thirds really put in a good performance in, and um, maybe some of the Wales players looking after themselves a little bit. But nice, no, this is that's not going to happen, is it? Um, it's, it's a dry run for the quarterfinals, and um, I think Wales going to treat it as such. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you two questions. I'm gonna ask you to put your neck on the line. Um, first of all, who are our quarterfinal opponents going to be? Japan. Okay, like it. I'm gonna go with Argentina just because, yeah. just to be contrary. <laughs> and all, all right, Mary. <laughs> and I'm gonna ask you this every week until the tournament's over: Who's gonna win the World Cup? <laughs> Uh, I think probably finding Einstein's theory of relativity would probably be easier hmm. uh, than answering this. Like, but uh, uh, I think looking at the way New Zealand turned over Japan, uh, turned over Italy, it would be silly to write them off. Back in black. Um, yeah. Um, Ireland, the number one team in the world. South Africa, number two. France have beaten everyone. And, and Wales have put themselves in the mix as well. Uh, <laughs> um, so let's go with this this week. We'll go with um, New Zealand. You got New Zealand, yeah. This week, yeah. For the Next record, week will be different. Yeah, for the record, I'm going with my greatest fear, which is which is Ireland. Um, Ooh, I know. All right, Mikey, you uh, you had a couple of shout outs for us. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we generated a new. Uh, Subscriber our podcast uh, on our Spotify outlet today. Excellent. Uh, 
one of the guys I work with uh, informed me he'll be listening on the way to a few meetings in North Wales uh, tomorrow. So um, lovely stuff with, with, with uh, one of the other guys in the team there. So um, Tom, Ev, hope you're listening. Hope you've enjoyed, and um, I'm sure we'll discuss it a bit further next time in the office over yeah. a coffee or two, no doubt. Yeah, well, well, well done <laughs> if you've made it this far today. Um, <laughs> all right, and you did you did say already uh, forbidden love as well. Yeah, forbidden love. Uh, I've been pining to see a hundred pointer in this World Cup. It haven't happened yet, hmm. and it was so close with Italy and New Zealand. Incredible, isn't it? like you know, every year I do this to myself. Every year I think this is the year the tier two nations are going to really stand up and be counted. Uh, man, some yeah. of them have been good, but like, yeah, Namibia and Romania losing as heavily as they have has done nothing yeah. for anybody. I'm, I'm still no. going to confine New Zealand Italy to an outlier, yeah, yeah, like Italy aren't that bad, New Zealand aren't that good. It's just that happened for some reason on that night. And yeah. I think that reason was the All Blacks were pissed off. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's like they they've, they were written off by everyone. Yeah. I mean, Italy's ties were well and truly pumped up. Yeah. And New Zealand were written off, which yeah. obviously got their backs well and truly up. Yeah. And um, right, and, and, and he would. I mean, everyone else was writing their team speech for him. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a nice little bookend to the podcast there, Mikey. So uh, I think so too. Yeah, we'll leave it there, I think. Well, uh, thanks for joining me, but And uh, thanks to everybody for listening, especially our new listeners. Well done. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're expecting, but I hope it resembles something like what you've heard. So uh, with that, I will say goodbye and see you next time. Tara. Uh-